Welcome back to He's Abroad. I don't know if you know this, but I am actually recording from Ocean City, New Jersey. Joined as always by John, Ocean City. who is abroad in New Zealand. What's going on, John? Ocean City, New Jersey. Where's that? It's the beach. It's in the ocean. Sure. Not in the ocean. Oh, ocean on the City, ocean. You're not going to be like I'm out of nowhere. Ocean City, no, it's like uh, South South Jersey. No, it's Ocean City. It's a, it's like Jersey it's a beach town. Yeah. Wow. You get your tail. South of, south of Wildwood. Uh, pretty close to the bottom, though. Pretty close to uh, as southern Jersey as it goes. But it's pretty good. We've been coming down here. Part, I would have not even guessed that's part of... Okay, sure. Jersey's a weird yeah, state. Uh, it is weird. It's a... Uh, yeah, it's been a place that I've been coming to almost every year. I don't know. I, there might have been a year that I did not come down here, but it's been a family tradition coming down here ever since I was a ever since I was a baby. So now that we are in still in remote working, I could work from anywhere. So here I am working from Ocean City. I'm not a big fan of the beach because I don't like sand. Uh, also, the sun burns me in my frail skin. Uh, but I did go to the beach one day. My uh, my niece was down here, so it's good to plan the beach with her one day. And, she and is is loving it, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, she doesn't. She every day it's like we're going to the beach. She's like, no, no, no. And then once you've got, once they kind of wrangled her and wrestled her into her uh, into her bathing suit and lotion and going through the whole process, I get it. You know, as a kid, yeah, it's, it's a, a pain lot. in the ass. The beach is a process. Yeah, you know, I'm like a it's a lot. It, jump in. Yeah, exactly. You gotta you gotta go through all this stuff. And yeah, but when she was out there, she loved it. She loved it when she was there. Um, so it's, it, it's been good. Uh, I was down here last week, still down here through the end of the week. It's just, uh, it's a lot quieter now. It's just me and my mom down here, uh, for this week, come back Saturday and it's been good. Um, but I do have, I do have some beef and I want to talk to you about this. This is very important. Okay. You know, we don't often talk about ice cream. No, but no. I get, I have but for some reason, when I'm down here, I eat more ice cream than the rest of the year combined, I'll say. Because uh, ice cream shops and a beach town, they just feel like they go hand in hand. Sure. They're everywhere. It's convenient. It's there. Here's my beef. One scoop. One scoop of ice cream is never one scoop of ice cream, even if it's listed as one scoop. What is the point I get it. If you're going to list your sizes as small, medium, large, cool. Then I understand the quantity of ice cream I receive is going to be based on what you consider small, medium, and large based on that scale. But if you if your scale is in scoops and the smallest is one scoop, that is literally to me a scoop of ice cream. You get you got your scooper, right? You do one of those, you plop it in one scoop is that why is one scoop never one scoop why is one always three and that's not an exaggeration do you find this an american problem like when you go <laughs> that's a good question and get a scoop of ice cream i'm trying to remember the times that you, i've seen you eat ice cream in a foreign country yeah. it's not many because i think too. you're right i don't think you're, you're not a big dairy person i think that's the crux of most of this like you're not a big mm. Like, I do like again, a matcha ice cream now. When I, when I saw matcha ice cream, I did have that quite a bit. Yeah, but again, that was more of like a soft, soft serve, like a soft yeah, serve thing, right? Like a yeah, yeah, yeah. I think mostly it was soft serve. Yeah, I'm trying to remember because I think most of the time when you go, like I'm trying to think here in New Zealand, there's a place called Cafe Ice, 
that Mm -hmm. gives you scoops and they seem to be a lot smaller like they are literally like one scoop you know hit the little switch it drops it another scoop put it on top where i think in america it's like the cold stone creamery thing where it's like yeah your one scoop's not really one no 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 no. well the cold stone creamery they they don't label their sizes as scoops they label it as like it love it and gotta have it <laughs> I, I don't even remember that but i think you're right that that is truth i didn't have to look that up i just know i'm right <laughs> yeah so look your your problem might be a very specific american we're all fat problem can i sue an ice cream place for false advertising if they give me more than one scoop no, after I've ordered more, one scoop. Because that's also a very American thing. You can complain about getting less, but no one in America complains about getting too much. But here's the problem. If I want, like, honestly, one scoop is the perfect amount of ice cream. I will I will argue that point. Now, I might be, I might have my, you know, the the people who disagree with that. But for me, one scoop, perfect amount. Why? Well, I like a scoop in a cone, and I, and I actually like the cone almost as much as I like the ice cream itself. And the combination of both those things is the best part. If you give me a tower of ice cream in a cone, then it takes forever to get to the cone. But I feel obligated to eat that cone because it is edible. It's part of the order. And yeah, exactly. And you're really racing against the clock to eat that much ice cream to get to the bottom. So if my favorite part is the combination of ice cream and cone, be a waffle cone, wafer cone, sugar cone, you know, go fuck yourself. Sugar. I don't care about you. I, I don't. I don't like it. It's stupid. It's too narrow. It's small. It's. I don't get it. Um, but the others, fantastic. Various reasons. Um, but if I get a waffle cone, right? I'm literally eating a waffle and ice cream. I don't need a mountain with my waffle. I just want one scoop, waffle cone, and I'm good. It's you funny. Know? I'm not a cone person. I'm always a cup person. Always a cup. Person. Cups are neater. You don't have to deal with any sort of dripping. Oh, I think that's why for me, like, I kind of agree with you. Like, one scoop, and again, this is probably because I'm not, I I like sugar, but as we talked many times in this podcast, I'm much more of a savory person. I like the salt and warm sugar. So, one is enough for me as well. But with a cup, you can get two scoops and not feel like you're, you know, like you're going to be a whale correctly after because the cone is this whole other edible component to it that you got to chow through and you got to hope it doesn't drip out of the bottom of the cone like all that stuff is a bit of a mess so i can see why you're one scoop i get it um but i also believe that one scoop in america is probably two scoops everywhere else in the world yeah team one scoop tweet it if you agree and if you don't we're talking about ice cream i just thought about this when's the last time you saw a banana split like that's totally like an ice cream from like the seventies, right? <laughs> like no one's ordering bananas. You know what the thing is? I if I was here, if it wasn't a pandemic and I was able to sit at an ice cream place, like indoors at an ice cream shop, I would have seen one. Because you think in an so? ice cream shop here, they're quite common. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd definitely say the last time I saw it would be here the last time I've had ice cream indoors somewhere. So maybe like two years ago, three years ago. Um yeah, it, they're quite popular. I don't know if you know this. I worked at it. My first job was working at an ice cream shop. I did not know this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I worked at an ice cream shop. It was called Sweet Pete's. Did you have to wear the hat? And, well, it was the Sweet Pete's hat. Yeah, I think so. Orange shirt. And it was started by a guy who um, who actually he owned a martial arts jujitsu um, <laughs> place. He and he turned the front part of it 
into an ice cream shop. And the back part is a dojo. And the back part was a dojo. Yeah, I had to walk <laughs> through the dojo to refill, to grab stuff from the freezer if I needed uh, it. Also, the only bathroom was in the dojo as well, so I had to go in the dojo to use the bathroom. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was an interesting time in my life. I had that. That was our first job. I was 16. I quit. I you know, did not get fired. Uh, I quit about a month into school, and that's when I started working at EB Games. But uh, yeah, I was basically like manager at that place pretty quick. R- rose up the ranks. Um, <laughs> funny story about this guy. Okay, so my nickname there, <laughs> yeah, I definitely never told you this. I don't know if I should tell you this, but it's funny anyway, so I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, they called me, uh, my, <laughs> I can't what say My nickname was Cracky. <laughs> Cracky. Like C-R-A-C-K-Y. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So <laughs> I'm gonna explain. Can I guess why they called you Cracky? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> you're, you're, you're you're a very hyperactive kid. No, no, no. that's not okay. why. Um, it was. Oh man, I got a few stories from this place, but I'll, I'll start with this one. So I had a. Uh, there was one day I was um, I was working. I was reached for something. And I actually cut my finger on uh, on one of these corners or something in the shop. So as a result, I had to like put on a glove and it was pretty early in the shift. So I had to like put on this glove and then put on like this other kind of like plastic glove. So things very slippery. So I like grabbed a, uh, so I had a milkshake and it basically like slipped out of my hand and like went everywhere. And the guy was there, the owner of the place, you know, this like kind of this bald jacked, um, dude. Karate master. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. This jujitsu master. He's like, he's like, bro, are you on crack right now? Like what? And from that moment on, his, him and his wife were there. His wife heard that too. And then all of a sudden from that moment, because uh, he thought I was on crack, I became cracky. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like a hyperactive kid, like he thought you were on crack. What's that hyperactive? That was just me slipping, uh, letting out. Yeah, again, like that's, that but then, yeah, you called you cracky and uh, that nickname didn't carry over. I'm going to start calling you cracky. Well, he, he it, yeah, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, another weird anecdote is, uh, I did eat a, uh, I don't know why I did this. I was 16, you know, I do stupid shit. I mean, I do stupid shit now, but the, uh, I definitely ate a, so we sold these dog treats, like these dog milk bones. It was like an ice cream milk bone sandwich. So it was like vanilla, soft serve vanilla ice cream between two milk bones. And I may or may not have eaten those, eaten one in front of a family, in front of a table of deaf people. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Why did I do that? I think I did that so I could collect all the tips that day. Okay. That was the bet. <laughs> They're like, if you do this, you get all the tips. So I did. So all that sum was probably for about 20 bucks. Never seen happy. I never seen a happier table full of people in my life than watching <laughs> this moron eat a um, two milk bones and vanilla ice cream. Ugh. Honestly, I don't know why I did it. But <laughs> so when someone asks yeah. you that question, have you ever eaten a dog biscuit? The answer for you is a yes. Yeah, uh, milk bones. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely had a milk bone. <laughs> <laughs> it explains so much. What, just that one point or like just a few of my childhood anecdotes? A few of your childhood <laughs> anecdotes. They make total sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. And this is this is when I was not still, I'd still consider myself a picky eater at that point in my life. 
Well, not picking but I, up but a I would milk do that. bone. Yeah, I mean, well, out of all the I'll dog treats, I think the milk bone is the one that most people would, would give a go. Yeah, I'm not like chewing on a pig's ear. Yeah, exactly. Like it's a milk bone. Well, although that would probably taste good. It's got, it's got milk in the name. Yeah, it tastes like, uh, what is it? Like pork rinds. Tastes like jerky, right? Oh, pork man, I can just jerky. Your teeth just going, going to complete tatters, <laughs> chewing on a piggy or even a milk bone. Because milk bones had to be hard, right? Like that, that wasn't soft. Yeah, it was, it was like, oh my God. I mean, I eat grape nuts, okay? And we've talked about the grape nuts before, how it's a horrible cereal. Like, it, yeah, I don't even know how you could call the cereal. Yeah, like it's bad. And that's got like a really coarse texture to it. This is like worse than that. And then you're at a milk bone, you know? It's like you're eating stale, congealed, then staled again grape nuts. That's probably the closest thing I could think of to the texture. I'm going to struggle getting out grape nuts next time I eat them. What's in a milk bone? Do you know what's in it? No. Do you can't look it up? Stuff that, <laughs> wood, wood chips, probably. Let's see. Milk bones. Milk, milk bones. Yeah, all right. Well, look, I think you might be all right. So, I mean, I'm, I'm still alive. Unless it's like Amazon, a Jacob's Ladder thing, and I'm just hallucinating all my time since that moment. I'm looking at the milk bone. Yeah, all right. I'm looking at the Wikipedia. Okay, I'm looking at the Wikipedia. There's a lot of I got it right here. here. Yeah, right? So there's a, wheat flour, wheat bran, yep. meat, and yep. bone meal, which is probably the one that's like, yeah. Oof, that's questionable. byproduct yeah. meal, source Oof. of chicken flavor, beef I, fat. I, sw- I thought that said beef fart when I first looked at that. Beef Glad fat. Not that. Wheat germ, gravy mm-hmm. mix, brewer's yeast, or dried poultry byproducts digest, brewer's yeast, uh, maltodextrin, salt, cornstarch, soy lechin, xanthium gum. Oh my God, this uh, might as well be like acid. this stuff that we this stuff that we did it couldn't deem edible for chicken nuggets. Yeah, source of liver this. flavor um, is the oh. glandular meal. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> salt, yeah, it- bacon fat. Let me explain. I ate two of these. That's part of what it makes a sandwich. This was the bread. Mm -hmm. Chlorine chloride or choline Mm -hmm. chloride minerals. So a bunch of minerals. Titanium dioxide for the color. Oh, man. This thing is not (sighs) for humans. Well, there you go. Wow. It's a good story. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that happened. Anyway, <laughs> all righty. Well, there you go. Are you ready to move into the news? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready to move into the news. All right. So I got three. I got I got a good trio. I'm going to say I got a good trio of stories for you. Okay. I got a story about life. I got a story about death. And I got a story about football. Where do you want to start? I mean, those are the only three things that matter in this world. So let's do... <laughs> Life, football, death. That's the that's how every every American male goes through life is life, football, and then you die. That's it. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Here we go. So this is uh this might get a little long, so if if I start losing interest, I'll just stop and we'll talk about it. Here we go. Reading from LiveScience.com. This is mind blowing news. Buckle up. By the way, all these things I was prepared to talk about last week. So whatever. Sperm don't swim anything like we thought they did, new study finds. So new research upends more than three centuries of beliefs about how sperm move. Under a microscope, here, actually, I'm going to send you this link so you can actually, you can follow along because there's some uh, some little looping GIFs that'll give a little more context to what's going on here. It's kind of cool. 
kind of gross, but this is life. Uh-huh. Under a microscope, human sperm seem to swim like wiggling eels, tails gyrating to and fro as they st- as they seek an egg to fertilize. But now, new 3D microscopy and high-speed video reveal that sperm don't swim in the simple symmetric mo- symmetrical motion at all. Instead, they move with a rollicking spin that compensates for the fact that their tail actually beat only to, only to one side. Quote, It's almost like if you're a swimmer, but you can only wiggle your leg to one side, said the study, and quote, said the said study author Hermes Gatala. I think that's the name. A mathematician at the University of Bristol in the UK, quote, if you did this in a swimming pool and you only did this to one side, you would you would always swim in a circle. Nature and its wisdom came up with a very complex, ingenious way to move forward and quote, strange. So you're looking at this video, right? You see it? I am. Yep. I'm watching the video. See this thing moving side by side. Yeah. Very interesting. Strange swimmers. Yeah. Well, they think that they, they think that that's how they swim. And then around the 30 minute, they're saying, well, this is how it actually works. And it's literally like they roll. Yeah, it's really weird. <laughs> circular roll and project themselves. Hmm. Yeah. Strange swimmers. The first person to observe human sperm close up was Antoine von Leeuwenhoek, a Dutch scientist known as the father of microbiology in 1677. Van <laughs> Leeuwenhoek <laughs> turned his new turned his newly developed microscope toward his own semen, <laughs> seeing for the first time that the fluid was filled with tiny wiggling cells. Jesus. Science. I think he- <laughs> Yeah, it's like, huh, what's going on in that stuff? <laughs> Under a 2D microscope, it was clear that the sperm were propelled by tails, which seemed to wiggle side to side as the sperm had rotated. For the next 343 years, this was the understanding of how human sperm moved. Quote, many scientists have postulated that there is likely to be a very important 3D element to how the sperm tail moves. But to date, we have not had the technology to reliably make such measurements. And quote, said Alan Pacey, a professor of androdol- andrology at the University of Sheffield in England, who was not involved in the research. Okay, thanks for your contribution, guy who wasn't involved. New research is thus a significant step forward, Pacey wrote in an email to Live Science. Gatala and his colleagues at the uni- at the Universidad Nacional Autónoma de Mexico, or I guess I should say Mexico at that point, started the research out of blue sky exploration. Gatala said, using microscopy te- techniques that allow for imaging in three dimensions and high-speed camera that can capture 55,000 frames per second. Holy shit. They recorded human sperm swimming on the microscope slide. What we found was something utterly surprising because it completely broke with our belief system, Gatala told live science. The sperm tails weren't wiggling with legs side to side. Instead, they could only beat in one direction in order to wring forward motion out of this asymmetrical tail movement. The sperm head rotated with a jittery motion at the t- at the same time that the tail rotated. The head rotation and the tail are actually two separate movements controlled by two s- different cellular mechanisms, Gatala said. But when they combine, the result is something like a spinning otter or a rotating drill bit. Over the course of a 360-degree rotation, the one side tail movement evens out, adding up to the forward propulsion. The sperm is not even swimming. The sperm is drilling into the fluid. Gattel has said, gross. Uh, I'm going to stop there. My favorite part of this article is actually in the comment section below. Yeah. And it's from Valentine Michael Smith, who says, it means men didn't pay attention and thought they knew everything. It's a great comment. It's gets straight to the point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, again, I think that's a pretty big breakthrough, especially when you're looking at fertility, right? 
because if you mm-hmm. think it moves if you think that something that you would consider would make you not as fertile as somebody else by judging assumptions you now have an idea that there's all these different mechanisms and it's a giant drill bit yeah like giant look who's look who's talking has to be uh look who's talking has to be remade uh everything you wanted to know about sex we're afraid to ask needs to be remade yeah without woody allen of course i think he's canceled now uh yeah there's a whole bunch of stuff this is uh this is pretty wild this headline hit me on cnn i was like wow this is really interesting i don't know if you've heard about this and the fact that it was just like this this news alert and i don't think i heard anything about it on tv i was like this is pretty cool i mean you have something that was established science for 343 years i think more than anything it shows that anything that we think we know might possibly can always be, be upended yes i mean that's the, part of the that's the part of the i mean again like you don't you don't perfect being a doctor or medicine right you practice it um, and a science is very similar, right? Like you don't have all the answers. You make assumptions and you try to come up with the best answer, but there isn't yep. one answer. Anyone who tells you with anything that they are the only ones with the very specific answer, you probably really shouldn't believe them. They should be able to back up their answer. And this is a perfect example of that where you just get told, hey, it moves like this. And then scientists actually go through and do the work and they say, well, actually it does this. So yeah, that is cool. It's a very cool story. Yeah, it's interesting stuff. All right. Well, there's nothing else to add to that. No. And now that we've learned something, let's move on. Football. Let's talk about a little bit about football. I I can't believe you. I really hope you haven't heard about this, and I can, and I could break to you this news. All right, here we go. Did I get the longest version of the story? Whatever. Straight up headline: The Rock, Danny Garcia, Redbird Capital buy McMahon's XFL for fifteen million dollars. I did hear about this, but continue. Great. I'm sure you'll have more commentary than I will because I got nothing. Um, anyway, Dwayne The Rock Johnson and business partner Danny Garcia partnered with Jerry Cardinals, Cardinals Redbird Capital to purchase the XFL for $15 million Monday. This was last week, last Monday. The acquisition, quote, the acquisition of the XFL with my talented partners, Danny Garcia and Jerry Cardinal, is an investment for me that's rooted deeply in two things, my passion for the game and my desire to always take care of the fans. And a quote, Johnson said in a statement, quote, with pride and gratitude for all that I've built with my own two hands, I plan to apply these calluses, gross, to the XFL and look forward to creating something special for the players, fans, and everyone involved for the love of football. And quote, Scott Soshnik of Sportico broke terms broke terms of the deal, which came just before the league and it, and its assets were set to go up for auction. Vince McMahon's football league filed for bankruptcy protection earlier this year after the COVID-19 pandemic wiped out the inaugural season of the upstarts return quote for Dwayne, Jerry and myself, this properties, this property represents an incredible opportunity. It is the confluence of great passion, tradition and possibility and quote said Garcia, who is also Johnson's ex-wife. Did not know that. Quote, sports and entertainment are the, but it also explains a lot. Sports and entertainment are the foundations of business I have built, melding our expertise combined with our commitment to deliver exciting and inspiring unique content has us all focused on developing the XFL brand into a multimedia experience that our athletes, partners, and fans will proudly embrace and love. End quote. Man announced the relaunch. Yeah, all right. We know about all that shit. We don't need to get into that. So what do you think? So first of all, Dwayne Johnson's his earnings for 2020 as of June 4th, 2020. What do you think? How much money do you think he's earned this year as of this June year alone? 4th, 2020? 
shit. I don't know. $200 million? A eh, little high. $87.5 million. So okay. he, he averages about $20 million per movie. Right? <sighs> he's got small screen projects. So he's got the Titan games, all the random other stuff that he does. Um, he also has Under Armour line and tequila, right? The Rock's got a bunch of businesses and stuff that he's in. Um, yeah. His movies aren't necessarily the, that great, but again, like I've watched all of them because I mean I worked on one of them, so like it just it is what it is, right? Like the Rock, the Rock commands a good commands a good paycheck. So to buy the XFL for fifteen million is a steal for him. And again, it, well, wait, again, when we talk about the Rock, we should emphasize that the Rock is not a real person, as you know, no. he is a fictional. Very well executed CGI character. <laughs> In most movies, he is. <laughs> <laughs> Can so, you get sued? Yeah, like I'm not. It's, it's a. It's a, No comment. It's a. All right. It's a, drop in the, it's a drop in the bucket for him to basically get yeah. the rights to jerseys and naming rights. Right, the XFL out of all the football leagues. Right, like there's the NFL, there's college football, there's maybe the CFL the Canadian Football League, and then there's the XFL. So name-wise, this is a big star, the guy who played football, right? He played football at the University of Miami. He got injured a bunch and got beat out by Warren Sapp, who is a Hall of Fame defensive lineman. So the Rocks got beat by a guy that's really good. So Dwayne Johnson, all intents and purposes, again, he could have been an NFL player if he would have stayed healthy. So I'm not surprised by this. It's not surprising. And who has a better relationship with the WWE and Vince McMahon than The Rock does, the former wrestler. So, uh, yeah, this doesn't surprise me at all. It makes me wonder, if he can't make this league successful, then nobody can. That's really kind of the test. You got a bunch of jerseys and names and rights and things for $15 million. Can you actually build a football league that people want to watch? That's not the NFL or not college football. Yeah, well, I don't know. You said it, you said you liked it. You said you liked the I enjoyed XFL, the XFL. Right? The few games that I watched was very interesting how they how they made it different from the NFL. I I quite enjoyed it. Um, it was different, and and the football wasn't as good. Obviously, right? The people aren't as talented, but it was still fun to watch. Yeah. Well, so yeah, like I, again, I, but the there's Rock, not, there's not really knows, much right? to lose. Right? That's what I mean. Like there's not fifty million. That's that's a you know that's him appearing in one movie, and for as the much as again, the Rock works hard, but. Eh, you know, he shows up for a couple of days, he does some smooching, does some finger guns, passes out some tequila, and then he goes on about his business. And then he eats a bunch of pizzas and takes pictures on Instagram. That's what he does. That's what The Rock does. That's all he needs to do. Hangs out with Kevin Hart. Yeah, that's it. How's Kevin, how's Kevin Hart going to get involved with the XFL? Because you know he has to, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Again, like I wouldn't be surprised if they were doing the commentary. Like It's going to be something. Like The Rock released his own... like. The Titan Games game show where it's people doing like athletic stuff. Like he's just kind of whatever he puts his name on, it's going to make its money back. Like I think that's the mm-hmm. thing, right? Like if you're known in business, not necessarily that everything you do turns a profit, but basically that everything you do makes some type of money. Like you'll get your right. money back and you'll have fun Surpri- doing it. The Rock's a fun guy. Surprised The Rock hasn't been on Shark Tank yet. Yeah, Shark- you got to be a little mean to be on Shark Tank. No, you don't. Are you kidding? Mark Cuban is so nice. He that dude has invested in so much stuff. Mark Cuban is and not also nice. Mark he, Cuban's a genius. <laughs> Mark Mark Cuban could be real cutting and mean on that show. The only guy who's like really no a in dick real on life. Mark Mark Cuban's not oh. a nice guy in real life. He's got stories no? from being an NBA owner that again, like he's he's nicer than most, but he's not. 
I mean, yelling at rap, like Mark Cuban's not a not an innocent, like he's not just this innocent, you know, he's not Bill Gates, put it that way. Right, where on everything show, about that you're saying, about but you're saying Gates, if you're saying everybody on that everybody on that show has to be uh You gotta be, be tough. Mean. You gotta be able to tell a guy when his idea sucks. Right. I don't know if the rock can do that. Well, he wouldn't say it like that. He just say, "Sorry, guys. Look, I know it's nothing for me, but I'm not going to do it. Your your product's not good." Like I look at that girl. Like my favorite, my favorite person on that show is Barbara Corcoran. Yeah, the real estate mogul who owns like all of New York City. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think she's ever told anybody your product sucks. She always says it in a very nice way. I'm like, oh, I don't feel too bad about it. Sure, you know. (laughs) She's not like Mr. Wonderful. That guy's like the biggest asshole. Yeah. yeah. And his deals are always the same. His deals are always the same. I want half of your company and I'm going to give you no money. (laughs) And I want a commission on everything. Yes. And I want want a 5% commission on everything and every single thing that you sell. Yeah. A royalty. He wants a royalty on everything. Yeah. It's royalty. I saw this one. I saw this one repeat of an episode of Shark Tank and it was for the, uh, what was it called? Pavlock. It was like this wrist. It was like this uh, smart band of sorts that like shocks you, and it's meant to kind of condition you to break habits. This was the one where I saw Mark get the most Mark Cuban get the most fiery about being like, "This is a bunch of bullshit." Like all your studies are not actually about your product; it's all a bunch of nonsense. And Mister Wonderful was the only guy who was actually going to invest. And the guy was like, "I will take an investment from anybody except for Mister Wonderful." And then <laughs> and then Mister Wonderful was like, "You're an." asshole go fuck yourself get the fuck off yourself. it was crazy yeah. but nobody ever wants to work with that guy unless he's the only one left right this is, uh, yeah anyway yeah so or unless you've is, got something where you realize that you're gonna your idea is to sell a million products because then you'll right. make your money back and you'll get him his five percent yeah 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 but yeah i'm saying but look the rock i, I mean look the, the rock is very clearly a businessman that's what he's turned into he is a business He's got a show now. I mean, he's he's already kind of dipped his toe in this stuff because he'll probably put interject himself into this thing to make it work. Absolutely. He's got that show, the Titan, the Titan Games. Have you heard of this? Yeah, thing? That's, that's what I mean. Like he's and he's in that as yeah. sort of like this announcer. He's but the again, host. He's not doing yeah. much. He's the host, but he's not doing he's a ton. Why, he's watching people thing. lift things yeah. and throw things around. Yeah, he'll do the and that's what he does, right? He'll do the same thing. Everyone will be wearing Under Armour, right? Because he'll mm-hmm. get a cut with that. Everyone's going to be wearing his apparel on the XFL field. Right, you'll get a bunch of guys who say, "Well, I want to play for the Rocks League because you know what, eighteen, nineteen year old who know he's not going to make the NFL is not going to want to play for the Rock." Like, again, to me, it's yep. a real smart move at not much cost. It's much cheaper than him trying to come up with his own brand and his own name. He just spent, you know, the money he'd make on a movie that he's already done to go buy this thing with a bunch of other people with his ex wife. It's probably some, you know, he's like, "Hey, look, we're going to buy this who, thing together." Do you know anything about you her? Do you know anything I've about, never her? Heard anything Danny about her? I've, you, Rock, the funny thing about The Rock is you don't hear much about his personal life, to be honest. No. And again, I don't yeah. follow him on social media, but I know he's got I know The Rock's got a bunch of kids, but you don't really hear much about him. He's not one to really tell you much about his personal life. He's this persona. Dwayne Johnson is this rock character, whether it goes from being a movie star to being a wrestler to being an owner of a tequila brand. That's just who he is. So it's very interesting. Yeah. Sure is. Sure is. Good for him. All right. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the last story then. The story about death. And uh, I need to start with this. Oh, shuck it, duck it now. So, one, I figured out how to use a soundboard on Zencaster. 
two. Nice. <laughs> Herman Cain is dead. Herman Cain has died from coronavirus. Man, Her- Herman Cain gave us content on this podcast for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. Did uh, did you know this? Did you did you hear about this? You told me this. Oh yeah, I did. You didn't respond. You sent though. me a you message. Really oh yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, that that Herman Cain, and it was specifically because Herman Cain was one of the people very loudly. He's a very loud Trump supporter. He was mm-hmm. at the rally in Oklahoma, and he's the one that was sort of kind of behind saying, "Yeah, it is a hoax." It is yeah, fake. I'm here. No mask. I'm going to do yep. my thing. I have the uh, the Fox News little uh, their their news article about it. I wonder if they do mention the. Yeah, they yeah they do. Kane, the co-chairman of Black Voices for Trump, the co-chairman of Black Voices for Trump. All right, I needed to read that again just so you make sure I didn't you know BFFT. miss that. Attended the president's rally. <laughs> attended BVFT. Yeah. Sometimes they leave out the F for the four, and it's just so it might just be VBT. I don't know. Attended the president's rally in Tulsa without a mask on June twentieth. So they do mention that in one in one sentence here. Um, yeah, it's pretty sad. Pretty sad day uh, that that he uh, that he passed away. Because I did like that. I did like that line. I'll leave that. That I think stays in our uh, little soundboard thing at the top. So you could you could click that whenever you want. I click that. I'm gonna do it right now. Oh, shuck it, duck it now. <laughs> Where do, it's where a beautiful do you, thing. We'll, we'll talk after this, but I want to know how you do this because I, I I now want to put things on this soundboard. So real quick, yeah, right. do you know who else is on the who's who else is one of the chairs of the Black Voices for Trump? Uh, no. Well, wait, I could guess. Paris he, Denard. No. Is he even like in that organization? Uh, not as a chair. There's five co-chairs. Five co-chairs. Yes. All right. So, so blackvoices.donaldjtrump.com. Don't look it up because I want you to see if you I'm not. Yes. I'm not going to look it up. I'm, I'm just so, thinking about it. On the advisory board, Herman Cain, posthumous chairman. He is at the very top of this list. And then there's four other people Could, on this is, list. Can, is Ben Carson allowed to be there if he works for Trump? Let's see. So there's a bunch of black voices who aren't chairman. Wow. Some of the names on this thing. Wow. Some of the names on this thing. <laughs> Holy crap. Um, I'm trying to see if, no, Ben Carson is not on this list. I don't think he's allowed to because he he's a member of his cabinet. Yeah, I don't think he needs it. Well, I mean, that hasn't really stopped them from doing some other shit. But anyway, uh, let me think. God, there's just, there's not that many. Who's that guy that, John James, is that the guy's name? The dude that you know? Who's him? Yes, John Who's James, he? who is now running for Senate in Michigan. He won his primary. Is he on he's that list? Not on this. He's not on this list. Okay, thank God. All right, cool. Um, I mean, he could be, but he's not. Might be like a shadow, shadow supporter. Dude, I don't. I'm out of the people of. I'm out of Black Republicans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised out. You didn't, now, now there's. Wait there's a minute. One. Hang on. There's. There's got to be such obvious ones. Who's that football player I talked about a while ago? What's that guy? That crazy dude. Uh, I'm trying to think because Terrence K. Williams is on here, and I believe he's a football player. He's on this list, but he's not one of the chairmen. Terrence K. Williams is not a football player. He's an actor. He's a comedian, and he is one of, yes. Is is Cornell West on that list? Cornell West. Is Cornell (laughs) West on this list? He is not on this list. (laughs) Now, brother John, brother John, why why, would he be on that list? Now, now, I'll, I'll give you one. She's not a chairman. 
or a chairperson. Oh my God, Stacey you got a black Dash woman is on, on this list. Who? Stacy Dash. Oh, you don't know who Stacey Dash is. Oh wait, is Diamond and Silk on that list? Yes, oh. yes, <laughs> <laughs> they are on the co-chairs list. Diamond and Silk. <laughs> they are oh co-chairs of this five-chairperson board of black voices for trump i, I <laughs> oh man they're on here there is wait pastor daryl scott is a co-chair don't know, don't know who that Stacey is but... washington co-chair tw mm-hmm. shannon also a co-chair and then there's a big list of african-americans who are on this who are on this so paris denard is on here i knew it of course he's on here stacy dash is on here who is of clueless fame uh, I'm trying to see if there's anyone else that you know. Clarence E. Henderson. Let's see. Is Stacey Dash today's most hated woman in America? Yeah, she's a hardcore Republican. She's been a hardcore Republican for a long time. This is from this is from 2017. Again, I believe she was arrested fairly recently, September night September 30 of 2019, arrested on domestic battery charges. Um, she splits from her fourth husband. This is from May 1st, 2020. Um, Stacey Dash is ending her forced marriage. The clueless star took the Instagram Thursday to announce she's splitting from her lawyer husband, Jeffrey Marty. That's a heck of a name after two years of marriage. So she's been married four times. Mm-hmm. She's a very attractive woman. But yeah, yeah, she's just great. She's, she's, a little, she's a little nuts and she's uh, one of the black voices for Trump. So there you go. Hey, good for her. You know, everybody's got to do something, right? Diamond and Silk. Oh, my God. I tell you, I would have loved. Like, you think they have tapes <laughs> of Diamond and Silk just talking with uh, with uh, old Shucky Ducky over there? What do you think? I mean, think about it. Co-chairs. That means they had to be at, they had to be at these meetings together. <laughs> like Herman Cain and Diamond and Silk at the same yeah. board. Absolutely. And then Stacey Dash <laughs> right there as well. Stacey Dash chilling in the corner. Like, what's she wow. contri- contributing? Like, how do you follow this up? Oh, shuck it, duck it now. <laughs> ah, rest in peace. How do you follow that up? <laughs> you gave us a lot of content by, on this thing. By the way. The previous podcast. I, uh. I 999 plan. He had a great, he had a great plan. He had a great slogan. He was, he was well yeah. on his way and uh, just didn't work out for him. He had a great campaign ad of just some dude smoking a cigarette. That was crazy. <laughs> they had that other campaign ad, which is just him smiling, like a really close up of him smiling. <laughs> Man, how much do you think these black voices for Trump are getting paid? <laughs> right. Oh, they got to be getting paid. Oh, they got to be getting paid a ton, a ton well, of money. Diamond and Silk. I believe there's always this video of them talking about like Black Lives Matter and all this stuff of like how they supported that stuff. And then they heel turned and made a bunch of money. There is a. Yeah. There's a key and peel sketch where basically just walking down the streets. I was like, man, with taxes like this size, like I can see how somebody wants to be a Republican. And then all of a sudden, like he just gets sworn by a team. He was like, oh my God, really? We've got one. Like we've got a black Republican. And then they just kind of dress him up. They put him on the podium. You got to say something. You got to say something. And then at the end of the thing, he gets shot. It's like, it's a, it's a crazy skit, but that's what I'm saying. But, but I think that is kind of why I'd think you get that in the wild. They're in such a minority of that voice considering their other side is so used to calling them all racist. But once you have, you need as many black voices as you can get. Cause then you're like, no, we're not. We got, we got, we got these people. Yeah. <laughs> you see, 
look, Stacey Dash loves us. Diamond and Silk love us. Paris Denard seemingly unironically likes us. <laughs> that guy is a nut. I Jesus Christ. Every yeah, time again, I, do, I haven't like, seen him on CNN in a while, but he's a nut. It's too much. It's literally just it's too much the other side because it's not popular. It's like those people yep. who would just very specifically enjoy to pick another side. I get an it's, actor. Uh, I get a, I get an actress. Like so she she's she might just be in character. Absolutely. And crushing it, you know. I mean, even, the, even yeah. the Rock has kind of come out against some of this. Like the Rock, who speaks nothing politically on on anything. Yeah. And yeah, Diamond Silk, mm-hmm. <laughs> Coach so, is a black voice for Trump. So I looked up Shucky Ducky, and um, <clears throat> it's not attributed to Herman Cain at all. Well, it, it no. is. I mean, because it says in pop culture. But here's what I did find. And I don't know if you've ever heard of any of this. Chucky Ducky is the name of a comedian, Cecil Armstrong, born 1956, a native of Dallas, Texas. Have you ever heard of this? Before my time, Chucky Ducky is a comedian. I feel like I've heard I've heard the phrase before. I've heard this person, yeah. but I didn't. I would have not known that he was a comedian from the 50s, 60s. So, and, yeah. Well, he was born in the 50s. He, so. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He, so again, he has appeared. He has appeared on Def. Deaf Comedy Jam. Of course. He has also been ringmaster of the, of the Universal, Universal of Uni- Circus. Of Uni- Universal so, yeah. Circus. Yeah. Yeah, I know. He is, is known. He is known for the catchphrase "Shucky Ducky Quack Quack." <laughs> he des- <laughs> <laughs> no, it gets better. It gets better. He describes his catchphrase as meaning disappointment or excitement, as he explains <laughs> it. Either or. Just wait as he explains it at an. Elon at an Ellen ELAN productions event. You ready? Yep. <laughs> now let me tell y'all what Shucky Ducky is. Shucky Ducky is the phrase that I created that I created means disappointment or excitement. For example, instead of cursing when you stomp your toe, you say Shucky Ducky. Now, if you see a fine girl or or a guy you like, you say, Oh Shucky Ducky. Now, if you get the girl pregnant, you say, damn, you <laughs> damn, because you gone shuck your ducky too long. <laughs> wow. No, I've not heard of this, dude. Well, there you go. Yeah, that's it. That's the entire Wikipedia page on this. And then and the first line in pop culture, 2012 Republican President Herman Cain used the phrase during an announcement of his candidacy in May 2011. And if you want to know what that sounded like, it sounded a little something like this. Oh, <laughs> shuck it ducky now. <laughs> so that's that's the r.i.p herman kane i i I will continue to use that catchphrase i will use it all the time you've you know you've brought a lot of love into this world so we we miss you you would have worn your mask (laughs) (laughs) if if only you believed in science and didn't follow that 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 clown of that was trump but you know what god rest you all right so speaking of politics Let's move into a little uh, reddish, bluish, blackish, Jewish. John, you actually want to talk about something in this, which is crazy. Let's hear it. It's nuts. I don't know much about it. Only thing I know is that Trump apparently has been asking the governor of South Dakota. I believe it's South Dakota where where this is located. He's yeah, been asking. He's apparently been fishing to the governor to try to figure out how he can get himself put on one of America's greatest monuments, Mount Rushmore. 
Trump is wants it his face. Monuments? I think so, yeah. He wants his face on Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so he's sense. been having staffers asking along of like, how do we make this happen? How do we get Trump's face <laughs> on Mount Rushmore? <laughs> Which, quite frankly, <laughs> is a heady play by him. That's a smart move by him. <laughs> it is, because who else has asked about that? <laughs> yeah, Seriously. Like, who else is the president yeah. going to be like, so what do I got to do to get my face on Mount Rushmore? Yeah. This, you this got some like extra a, rock uh, over there. Like, it's funny because all these pictures, if you just type in Mount Rushmore, right, you just see top stories. You see all of these images. And it's got Trump. This is when Trump was at this rally around 4th of July, standing outside of Mount Rushmore, giving this speech about how we're going to get the country back to being great again, all these things, right? He went to Mount Rushmore to sort of proclaim that the virus was over and that he was going to save us all. And the picture that they're using is literally his face to the right of, is that. Andrew Jackson or Abe Lincoln? To the right of Abe Lincoln. It's got to be Abe Lincoln. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To the right of Abe Lincoln of where his face could possibly fit on Mount Rushmore. <laughs> now, this is a New York Times article, right? So apparently the New York Times has reported that Trump has been, Trump and his staffers have been asking how we can get Trump added to Mount Rushmore. <laughs> the dynamite. Lots of dynamite and a few chisels. Why not? One. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, it's a good question. Why not? <laughs> Why? I mean, it's a great. I mean, look. Love I'd like to know him. the answer. Yeah. How like, do, do you, you get not? added to that? Like, how do you get added to, like, there's plenty of mountain great. to, there's plenty of mountain greater, to add to it. Would be even greater if the, if the governor of South Dakota, who I'm assuming it's a woman, and I'm assuming she's a Republican, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to take a stab in the dark to say that. Let's see. Um, Christy Noam. I'm assuming that Governor Christy Noem is a Republican. I'm going to search this, and I'm going to I'm going to be 50 percent chance that I'm right. Yes, party Republican Party Republican. That's Our a bold stance. You're, there's 50 percent chance you're right, huh? Yes, 50 percent chance I'm right because America. That's why. Because because it's either a Republican or a Democrat. Got it. Yep. Yes, exactly. So mm-hmm. it's fair. What if if she was a Democrat? What would have been even greater if she would have signed into some sort of some sort of order? To instead put Barack's face on there. <laughs> just to troll yeah. him. Go, okay, yeah, I'll see what I do about it. And then don't tell anyone. And then just unveil, yeah. like, hey, so uh, we've been, we want to keep With this Trump secret. there. With Trump there. Yeah. We wanted to keep this secret. And, we you know, did. we've had great presidents over the last couple of decades. And I just really wanted to show my appreciation to one of the greatest presidents that have ever been here. President, The current president, Trump, would you mind hitting the button to remove the curtain? from the statue and he's sitting there smiling he thinks it's him and then it's just barack <laughs> yeah be great it'd be a great troll but again this is she's a republican and um i don't know what you need to do to get this done now i'm curious can he actually get his face added to mount rushmore well here's the thing so i'm looking at a daily news daily mail article <clears throat> Um, it says in the bullet points here, when Trump visited South Dakota for July 4th, he was presented with a site replica. The replica, a gift from Governor Christy Nome, had Trump's head added to the site. No, oh, so so she gave him a mock-up with his head already on there. She she kind of like inceptioned it. Into oh, him. wow. And Trump tweeted about this today. Like as there's of the room record. as well. If you look at Mount Rushmore, there's room for him. So Trump tweeted. To the right of Abe Lincoln. He said, no president has done more for black people. Other than maybe, 
yeah. Abraham Lincoln. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. If it wasn't for that whole uh, Emancipation Proclamation nonsense, otherwise I would have been right there, number and one. To the right of Abe's head, you could totally carve Trump's face into this thing. With coronavirus, has any president killed more black people than he is? <laughs> well, I mean, like the numbers, the numbers are heavily weighted towards like yeah, black communities, African Americans, minorities in general. But yeah, yeah, again, I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe George. <laughs> I mean, maybe anyone bringing slaves over. Like war, wartime aside, like explicit lack of action. He's got to be up there. He's, yeah. he's killed quite a few. I mean, if you look at body count, right, he's definitely not last on the list. As far as killing Americans, <laughs> no, he's not last. Yeah. As far as yeah. dead Americans uh, on his watch, he's not last. Right. Okay. So he tweeted, this is fake news by the failing New York Times and bad rating CNN. Like, this is the president. He tweets this shit. Never suggested <laughs> it. Although, although based on all of the many things accomplished during the first three and a half years, perhaps more than any other presidency, sounds like a good idea to me. <laughs> that's the thing he didn't say this is ridiculous why would i want my face on a on a on a side of a mountain <laughs> he totally would take this oh he wants it he definitely of course wants he it. does why wouldn't he yeah like if he's gonna yeah. add himself to a statue what's he gonna do create a new statue like take off abraham lincoln's head on the on the mall and put his own head like what is you know he, he gonna would actually you know like, he would I guess I could sit like, in a, I could sit in a chair better. I could sit in a chair better than Lincoln. I should be in that monument. Like, why not Mount Rushmore? I mean, look, I'm not gonna lie. I kind of hope it gets added. Yeah, it would be hilarious. <laughs> um, you know what? It's like considering considering the um, the recession, right? Who's going to Mount Rushmore? Like, who are these people? Right? Like, like if I was to take a guess, do you think most people? I shouldn't generalize the people who go to this thing. I've never had any desire to go to Mount Rushmore in my life. Yeah, right. Like, what do you do? You go, you go to this mountain and then you turn around. Like, I don't understand what there is to do. It's like the least interesting waterfall. I've heard it's kind <laughs> like, of actually. I heard it's kind of actually like not very. It's like okay, cool. Like it's cool. Yeah. But it's not. It's like not you look like at so it, remarkable that it's yeah. I mean, only thing I remember about this is that like wasn't in that one Planet of the Apes movie? Didn't they replace all the apes with? are the people on the front of Mount Rushmore with apes? I don't know. They did. They did replace like Lincoln Lincoln was replaced. Yeah. That was, that was the, um, the Tim Burton planet of the apes, the Mark Wahlberg one. Yeah. Oh, that's a weird ass movie. Not a good one. Not a good one. But with the waterfall example, like you walk up to a waterfall and you look at it, you're like, Oh my God, it's so pretty. It's a waterfall. How long could you look at a waterfall before you move on to the next thing? Uh, be living in a country that has a ton of waterfalls, not yeah. too long. Okay, cool. Now imagine this is a bunch of tiny heads on a mountain. <laughs> How long do you stare at that before you walk away? Like you're not just staring at it at all. Yeah, put his head up there. I honestly don't give a shit. Like this, this is what they. I think like, it's great. I I want to see him like, on Cool. Why not? Cool. Let him have it. If anything, it'll it'll bring more. Uh, it'll inject more tourism dollars into the economy, which are sure. needed. If people want to go because Trump, because the people because that because thirty percent of the country is going to be run into Mount Rushmore to see this stupid shit, and the rest of us who don't care are just like whatever. If it's you're great. like, oh, he shouldn't be next to Lincoln, it's like. I, I look, do you think of a better way for this president to end? Like I would love for him to lose and still get added to the mountain. <laughs> do it. Do it. It's like just like Lincoln, he was assassinated in the polls. <laughs> like 
<laughs> something like yeah. that. I don't know. Yeah, I, like, I just I, love how this yeah. is the type of stuff that will get our current president distracted. It's like this. Yeah. It's like it's fine. waving it's like waving a shiny object in front of them of like we're gonna put you on Mount Rushmore and he's like, Well, this is all fake news, but you know, I wouldn't be against it. Which means it's totally true. That he's totally told a staffer to go ask, could he be put on Mount Rushmore? <laughs> Yeah. How much By money? The way, and that and that's what Trump's always done, right? He's always been this. I mean, he's got big gold buildings. This is who this dude is. Yeah. Um, so Trump, as always, is going to be um, talking about Joe Biden slipping and being stupid and having dementia and how he passed that aptitude test with flying colors and all this other stuff. You know, you know how he's talking about all that. Yep. Because of course he is. Yeah. Well, um, Trump this past in the past week. Trump's called uh, Yosemite, Yosemite, <laughs> and he's and he called Thailand, Thailand. <laughs> so, Yosemite so, totally sounds like a Broadway musical. Yeah, it does. It's the sequel to it's it's the sequel to Fiddler on the Roof. Yes, Yosemite. Um. Or it's some, or the producers, and, right? or, the producers or 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 it's some anti-Semitic uh, Nick Cannon production. I don't know. Oh, boom! Take that. <laughs> oh, yeah, <that's> right. <laughs> Take that. I don't know who I forgot who he was talking about from Public Enemy. It would really become from that guy, where he was Ice like, Cube. Uh, "No, it wasn't Ice Cube. Ice Cube was all saying." Oh, I'm sorry. Shit. You're talking Public Enemy. You're talking about Chuck D. Chuck D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's what got. He was the one who Nick Cannon was talking to to get in trouble. And he was <laughs> like, and and what he yeah, and what he was saying was black people, the original Semites. So when you're anti-Semitic, it's like you're really anti-black people. It's like, what? <laughs> sure, <laughs> something like okay. that. Yeah, all right, go on, go on. Put you on uh, Mount Rushmore too. I honestly don't care. Put anybody on Mount Rushmore. It's a big ass mountain. It would be more impressive if you had more people on there. Why like, make it more interesting. On mountains, that'd be great. Just put all the presidents. When you become president, you get your face on a mountain. How cool would that be? That'd be dope. That'd be really cool. And you would have to have Barack Obama right next to trump like it should be in order that'd be great this is a good idea that's the only compromise get them so all i up guess there. would you that's would american you make, jobs would you make barack's mountain black and trump's mountain a different color like would you start colorizing the mountains no that gets complicated leave them all white yeah well it's the stone don't paint yeah. the mountain that's stupid why not i mean we're carving faces in the mountain <laughs> so don't act like don't act like putting a little paint on there is such a crime. They didn't paint the statue of David or any of those things, right? You know? Well, that's just marble, yeah. They didn't like they didn't like paint his pubic hair on there. It's like black pubic no. hair. How do you know it was his black? Pubic hair is not white. How do you know David wasn't brown haired gentleman? Might have been blonde. It wasn't white. He he was dead at like forty, probably. <laughs> dead at thirty. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, could have been that too. Who knows? All right. Enough of that shit. Let's move on. And thank God we our conversations took us where it did, because I got a I got a good one now. Who's older, Stacy Dash or Paul Giamatti? No, Stacy Dash has to be. Oh, that's a good one though. Hold on. <laughs> no, second guessing Hold yourself. On. Hold on, I had to gather myself there. Uh because the problem is I never remember how old, how old <laughs> Paul Giamatti is. I'm gonna say that Stacy Dash is older because I think she's like fifty five and Paul Giamatti's like fifty three. Okay. Stacy Dash is older by six months. Wow. Okay. 
gosh, yes, it's so much better before. than Paul Giamatti. <laughs> <laughs> this might be the most like stark one where it's like, holy crap. Yeah, she still looks great. She looks great. I mean, I guess it's hate really just good. leaves keeps you looking young. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, Trump is three years younger than Joe Biden. And, you know, that dude's probably had a lot of work done. But still, he doesn't look like a 74-year-old dude. No. I mean, he looks he looks like some sort of amalgamation, some sort of monster. But Yeah, like, again, parts otherwise. of his face probably are, you know, 20. So, <laughs> right, <'cause laughs> to be fair. Because he took them off of a 20-year-old person. Yeah, that's what I mean. He sacrificed yeah. a 20-year-old. and yeah. At least one. Yeah, at least a. Uh, yeah. So what's going on? Media therapy. What's uh, what, have, what have you been interacting with? What are you, what I'm are you watching? I'm almost done with Ghost of Tsushima. Almost Very done. exciting. Still haven't started it. Played a lot of it. I've tried mm-hmm. to like the side quests and stuff. I've done a lot of side quests. I've probably put a good 25, 30 hours into this game. It's a lot of fun. The combat is still Gonna fun. So Go for the platinum? Going for the platinum trophy? No. no, I'm not. Okay. I'm almost done. So I'm at the last point. There's a big twist in it. There's a couple of really cool scenes. Um, it's a good game. I've gotten my money's worth. Let's put it that way. I really I'm excited. It. I'm excited to play it. Um, the other thing I've been doing, I've been watching a lot of Last Chance U, which I just started, which has been around for a long time. But I finally got to the point where I was like, yeah, let me watch this. Um, do you know what Last Chance U is about? No. I'm looking it up now. Oh, it's a it's football about a, show. It's, about a, it's a football show. It's basically a football drama. But it's a, it's a reality show about a bunch of kids who played for, who would like to play for Division One schools, so big schools like University of Texas or Alabama or University of Michigan or you know big college programs. And some of these kids played for big college programs, but because of academics or for getting in trouble for things like armed robbery or domestic violence, whatever, whatever, these kids go to community college to try and get their grades up. And play football so that way they can return to a Division One college school. Oh. So it's very good. I've watched two seasons so far. Very entertaining. I'm on the third season. It's a it's a soap opera reality show for grown men. Life, football, and death. That's what it is. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, that's what I've been doing media-wise. Are you still watching 90 Day Fiance? Or I am. I'm still watching 90 Day Fiance. These episodes aren't as fun because these are sort of like the rehashing of older couples that they bring back on. So some of the couples have split and found new people. Like, again, it's just not – It's there's so many versions of this show. There's got to be about 10 versions of 90 Day Fiance. Yeah. And so this version is sort of like the summer remnants of it. We're not in the real heart of like the good part of the show. We're at the part where it's like a bunch of stuff has happened and now you got to see like, is this all going to blow up or is this going to work? There's another show called 90 Day the Other Way where people move into new countries. So instead of trying to get into America, they're trying to become, you know, residents. I of like a that. Country. That sounds that sounds more interesting. It is, but it's the same because it's Americans okay. being like, I don't know what goes on here, but in America, we do. Th- it's that <laughs> like that's what the show is. It's basically Americans being very proudly American. And people from other countries being like, uh, this isn't America, so I don't know what you want me to do. Yeah. So, yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been playing a lot more Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I've been playing more on Stadia. I brought my, uh, essentially, I brought my Chromecast and my controller with, like, the bracket on there. So, I'm playing a lot of it on my phone, like, streaming. Mm-hmm. And I'm still, like, wildly impressed by Stadia. Like, this game looks great. 
on Stadia. It it plays perfectly. It's great to just like jump in, play a little bit. Like Stadia, I think cloud gaming. When if five G comes out, when it, and they have unlimited bandwidth, it's not a matter of if it'll be ubiquitous. It's a matter of when. But the biggest if is how badly these telecom companies are going to fuck you for data, right? Because I think if I'm if I'm streaming 4K, it's like 20 gigs an hour is how much data you use for streaming 4K gameplay, right? right? And most data plans will throttle you after like 15, right? So what's the point of all that speed if you can't use it? But if 5G sure. is all about this unlimited bandwidth, then theoretically they should have no reason to to throttle you for any purpose whatsoever which would be great so if that's the case like cloud gaming via stadia or like microsoft just came out with their plan for how they're gonna transition x cloud into game pass are you familiar with this or no no i'm not familiar with this yeah so microsoft's been running this x cloud beta which is basically streaming xbox games and what it's going to become is basically Game Pass. If you subscribe to Game Pass, you could stream Game Pass games on your Android phone and you could use an Xbox controller and you could play every Game Pass game on your phone, on a computer, I guess. I'm sure it'll come to more stuff, but that basically means if you have an Xbox or if you have a PC, like when Halo Infinite comes out later this year, you could effectively play Halo Infinite without an Xbox. All you need is an Android phone and internet connection, and you could then and an Xbox controller, and you can then stream Halo Infinite to whatever device you want. It's awesome. So, if that becomes ubiquitous in the way where I could just anywhere I am have a five G connection and be able to start playing and bust out my Xbox controller and start playing this thing, it's it almost becomes as powerful as a Switch in its portability because I don't need extra the extra hardware I need is just the controller. And now there's all these other controller accessories. Like there's an accessory that Razer came out with that works like a bracket for the phone. It's almost like a vice. And you have, and so it looks just like a switch. And you basically snap this thing around the outside and boom, you have your Xbox controller just on the set, uh, straddling the, uh, straddling your phone like your Joy Cons would your switch. Now, offline play becomes an issue. But again, if you have that strong signal and you are not capped by data restrictions, you could do whatever you want. You could you could play these games wherever you want, and it's and you're basically playing high end console or PC games in some cases anywhere. It's an awesome proposition. It's a cool concept, but I don't. Again, I think this model works for being at home, where you're more likely to get unlimited internet access, like unlimited data access at very fast speeds with fiber right. and those type. But of this things. is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. This is the conundrum. And yeah, that's why five G like, has to be that you'll ever unlimited. Get unlimited data with five G. That's I don't not know. in the marketing plan for these companies. Not so far. They've, so they've nicely Verizon, transitioned us over not having unlimited data on your phone. But that was never. But it was always like tiered in the type of data that they give you, right? So if you have LTE, they might kick you down to. HSPA plus, I think it's called, or they might say, well, after you've used too much, then we're going to go down to 2G. So I don't know if they what have is 2G? 
it's just a slower speed. It's like, I think they called it edge in some cases. Uh, so let's see. Wideband, Power 5G, Instant View, True Chat, Responsive Gaming, Flash Loading, 5G Access. It doesn't say, like it never says data limits. Like, let's see. Are there 5G data limits? Because that's the biggest question, right? Because you're right. When you're when you're home, it's it's awesome. Like I have no issues yeah, when sure. I'm on Wi-Fi. Whether I'm even when I was in my apartment, I had my 4K. I was able to stream 4K HDR just using a Chromecast and this controller. Like that's awesome. It's really bad. there is no okay. People. So from Verizon, here we go. Look yeah. at this. Yeah, there is with 5G home internet. Is there? Oh, this is home internet for uh, no. There is no data limit or data cap for 5G home internet service. 5G home internet plan is a data-only plan. Separate from other plans on your account, any device connected to 5G internet Wi-Fi. Oh, well, wait, that's a little different. Well, where does he... I want to know about, like, 5G phones. Like, if I get a 5G... That's what I mean, right? Because I guess what makes the phone data different is that, right, you've got to search for towers. So as you leave one area to the next, you ping a different tower. It's the location and finding of the towers that's the money part. When you're at home... There's no searching for towers. You find one and you get one sort of throughput connection and that's it. You can just slam that connection to the end of time. But mobile, it's much different when you're on a, let's say you're on a road trip, right? You're on a two hour road trip. How many towers do you think you ping in that two hours? I'd probably say yeah, at least fun. 20. Mm-hmm. Right? So Yeah, but it's like, a matter of time. Again, you think. But we got idiots burning down 5G cell towers and people well, yeah, but those, protest to getting towers that, put up, right? Like, I mean, okay, there's so that satellite every, link thing that Elon Musk is. I mean, it's, I bring that up because that's going to be overhead in New Zealand again today. Where you can actually see the string of, have you seen that in New York yet? I mean, you got a lot of light pollution in New York. Um, but, or like when you've been out in the sticks in Jersey, can you actually see this light link thing that Elon Musk has sent up into space? No. It's like this really creepy string, like this long, long string, which looks like a bunch of stars in a row. Um, I think you can see it tonight in New Zealand again. And he's pretty much saying, hey, this is how I'm going to offer you internet speed is by having basically these satellites orbit the Earth. Yeah. Okay, so 5G, yeah, on – it looks like every carrier is offering unlimited data for 5G. For now. Verizon, AT&T. That's true because they did start with unlimited data back in the day. Was that was, but that yeah. was also before Netflix became, or you, like uh, you, I keep using this word a lot, but it became a ubiquitous thing where everybody had Netflix, everybody had YouTube, everybody was doing this thing. So that I think they didn't really plan for it. Now, I mean, game streaming gaming is going to use the most data of anything else yes. by yes. far, and but it's really like a video, right? Like, I don't, I wonder what the difference is between streaming a game versus like a 4K game, 4K HDR game versus a 4K HDR movie. Cause the only other data you're sending across is that, um, are the inputs. So, I, and again, I, I wonder how, how much data you need to download in order to make those inputs happen locally. So, those are there. So, that, that tells you, you mean what's the minimum? up down like those yes because i'm assuming that in order to play the game it stores a bunch of data locally first 
So that way, when you hit the A button, the character does what A button is supposed to do. And right. then the response and the video of that comes through streamed as you go through levels, as you progress, as things happen, it gives you new data. That would be my understanding, right? Like it, it gives you a bunch of data to begin with. You store onto it. You hold that memory. You do a bunch of stuff. You release that data yeah. when you finish the game or when you move. So here we go. The, the minimum requirement is 10 megabits per second or greater. Right. That's pretty the, fast. Yeah. To, play, to play in 4K, 35 megabits per second yeah, or that's, greater. Yeah, that's a lot. It's a lot of data. But again, if you're playing on a phone, you're pretty good with 4K. Like you don't really need that much, but if you had, okay, and here's the speed you use. I was right. 20 gigs per hour using 4K, 12.6 gigs per hour, 1080p, 4.5 gigs per hour, 720p. It's a ton. It's a ton. That's why you need, that's why without unlimited data, it's, it's pointless. But with unlimited data, if this is the case, like, dude, I'd consider this. I, I like Google really needs to get, I'm really interested to see, they've already announced a 5G phone is coming. Like the, pixel 5 is there's going to be a 5g variant or they're all going to right. have 5g whatever i really hope that they give a 5g option for phi otherwise i might strongly consider leaving phi because that's a that's a big selling point if you say unlimited 5g and i mean maybe it won't be who knows but if they say unlimited if, but if i can't travel then i'm missing out on one of the biggest benefits of phi Right. Sure. So well, again, and that's already that's already starting to not become as good as it used to be. Phi now is not the Phi that I signed up for. Um, it's not nearly as good. Now, again, I'm looking here locally in New Zealand. Um, <laughs> it's funny. This this FAQ is 5G safe. Um, yeah. No. So they're rolling out causes coronavirus. <laughs> they're rolling out 5G across New Zealand um, with the new city launching each month until the end of 2020. Um, it's cool. currently available in towns that you don't know, but for if there's any Kiwis listening, Palmerston, North Alexandria, Westport, Twizzle, Twizzle, Tech, Twizzle. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, move, I'm gonna move there just to DLE. You're gonna move to Twizzle, yeah, why not? Um, Hokitika, Clyde. So, like, they're trying to roll this across New Zealand. I would love to see what the price is because what's the price of 5G? Like, that's the other thing, right? Like, you don't get unlimited data, but are you paying 200 bucks a month? For 5G no, data? Verizon. Let's see. Let's see. Verizon. So let's see. 5G. I just had this like 5G network plans. I love the fact yeah, they, that you type in 5G and the first thing that comes up in New Zealand is stop 5G. In Z. Yeah. <laughs> These true. people are yeah, idiots. <laughs> cause, Some cause of it has to do with Huawei, the Chinese company sort of owning a bunch of stuff here that people don't like. So. Oh, right. They don't have the band that they now have. Uh, yes. Let's yeah. see. Like my router that we talked to over this podcast is a Huawei router. And I just like saying Huawei. <laughs> they had the, so this uh, says price is 75 bucks a month in New Zealand is what this is saying. So Spark recently beat out by, uh, rival Vodafone by announcing the launch of what they're calling New Zealand's first commercial 5G service priced at $75 per month. Uh, doesn't say whether or not it's unlimited, but it is fixed wireless rather than supporting. Uh, the service is restricted to a handful of towns in the South Island and is fixed wireless rather than supporting mobile phones. So 75 bucks a month for 60 gigabytes of data, 85 bucks a month for 120 gigabytes of data, and 95 bucks for 600 gigabytes of data. So oh, so they are capping no, 5G. Right now in New Zealand, they're capping it. There is no unlimited 5G in New Zealand. Wow. That sucks. Look, I, I think that's the barrier. I think what you bring up is a good point of like doing, like again, like 
people have learned that streaming Netflix and stuff doesn't use that much data. Um, like you said, but playing a game does. And so I really think this is just going to replace buying a console. I don't believe it's going to allow for you to have Switch-like devices. I really believe this is just people who don't want to buy a new, you know, parents who don't want to buy a new PlayStation every two, three years are now just saying, well, look, you can just you log on to an account for this thing, and we've got unlimited data. I've got unlimited data here at home. I can download terabytes and terabytes of stuff, and they don't care. So yeah. to me, it doesn't replace Switch. Again, that's why as much as I bagged on it at first, the Switch's novelty is very proven. You can play rem- you can play games that are you know a higher quality than a Game Boy or even your phone, and you can play those on the go. I don't think that this changes that. I really don't. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I think the like I said, the speeds and the the accessories. Also, Wi-Fi is everywhere. So even if it's not five G, you'll still you can play in a coffee shop, play at home can't get access to the tv i do like the the way that these are popping up i love the way microsoft's actually delivering their streaming service like just to get away from the 5g thing and just the delivery of streaming itself and the proven tech it's really cool now it's not going to be on iphone which is the biggest problem and that's a result of apple's policy apple's policy is like we won't allow a game on the platform because we have to review every game that goes on there so if you guys are monitoring it, then we can't do it. Really, they want to stop it because they want to have more money from it, most likely, because that's such a bullshit article. Uh, that's such a bullshit comment. They don't. You, you can watch porn on a on the Reddit app. They're not moderating all that content. They don't. They're not moderating all the movies that are going onto onto Netflix. It's like, what a what a stupid excuse. Like, why do why does games have to get the special treatment? It's it's kind of nonsense. So. Besides that, though, the fact that they're going to be delivering their streaming stuff, like, I don't know how Google counters this. They really need to get their shit together. I I did the beta for xCloud on my phone, and I've been using Stadia. I thought Stadia functioned. I thought Stadia's technology was way better than Microsoft's, honestly. Like, the, the input lag was barely noticeable on Google. On When I've done the xCloud test, it was definitely more noticeable which was more cause of concern whereas like i said with stadia i'm i'm playing assassin's creed now that's a lot different than the titles i played on stadia on uh, xcloud i was playing i tried out gears of war i tried halo but playing destiny and and assassin's creed odyssey destiny is a little bit more of a one-to-one comparison where i felt i didn't feel the input lag i had no issues accommodating and aiming everything was great and Assassin's Creed Odyssey, though, is more of this kind of floaty game that doesn't require that precision, never really has. So I, I, if there is any discernible input lag, it's, it hasn't impacted gameplay whatsoever. And I could attest to that, like with almost 40 hours into that game, I can I can say that it's it's really it's a really great experience. But when you have a service where all right, 15 bucks a month and you're going to get 100 games, including the latest Xbox Series X games or PC games that are coming from Microsoft. You're going to have Halo day and date. You're going to have the next Gears of War. You'll have the next Forza and you have all these other third-party games. Plus, you'll have everything on Xbox One that we released prior, meaning every Halo game. You'll have like It's so much content for that price is incredible. It's absolutely incredible. And I don't know what Google does to counter it other than saying, but our shit works better. 
Yeah, but you don't have the games that these other guys have. Your value proposition is not there. And that's the problem. That's the problem. But overall, yeah, it's interesting because again, I kind of I just think consoles are going to be a thing of the unless, you know, we'll see what this next generation does. But, you know, like the new Battlefield game, there's a lot of games that are coming out that are just going to be all basically you're not going to need a hardware. You're not going to need hardware sitting there at your house. You're going to need a controller and an Internet connection. And that's pretty powerful. Well, you yep. don't need to buy what some, some souped up computer or some box that sits in your living room. Yeah. And this is what I've always predicted. And I still think like it's we're basically there. The fact that everything's being built into a TV, like you, the only thing you need to work on a TV for Stadia is a Chromecast Ultra. It's like 80 bucks. Right. Um, but how long is it before that just becomes an app on a smart TV? Well, look, it's really funny, though, because if you remember once upon a time, people bought gaming consoles to play content on their TV. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people owned PlayStation 2s because it was the first thing with a DVD player, I believe, right? Yeah, it was like the cheapest because the DVD. Dreamcast didn't have a DVD player. Yep. But the PS2 That's why did. Mhm. And like same thing with like hey, Sony had the PS3 had Blu-ray. So a lot of people bought, I think it was PS3, right, that had Blu-ray. Yep. So it was HD HD DVD versus Blu-ray. Yep. PlayStation 3 did so well because Blu-ray became the standard format and everyone I mean look I bought a PS3 because I owned I bought an HD TV I remember this I was living in New York I brought it in the I took it to the it was it what which was it the Best Buy that's in oh where's that Best Buy is it in the village you know no. that's what I'm talking about you get off the train well, this one, and there's one on Broadway this, yes. I mean, I, I believe it's that one. That one on Broadway. I took it into my taxi, went back to Crown Heights, and was so proud of my 40 inch HD TV. It's the first big purchase I made with my adult job. And I was like, well, I need to play content. What am I? Oh, well, get Planet Earth and buy a PlayStation. So the second thing I did was bought a PS3, bought Planet Earth, and just stared at animals in HD. <laughs> So like, but think about it. It's like now the opposite where people aren't going to, they're, you know, you don't need to buy a console to play DVDs because no one's playing DVDs, right? You need a TV that has all this stuff built into it. And, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, people who bought PlayStations, you know, you're able to convince your parents to buy a PlayStation because it had a DVD player in it. Those days are done. So now it's literally just, hey, do you have an app? Hey, I just need a subscription for this thing so I can play these games. Yeah. Well, I was listening to a podcast earlier and the guy made a good point. It's like, this is a deal that, they basically announced this in conjunction with Samsung's event. They announced Samsung announced a whole bunch of shit this week. They announced uh, the new Galaxy Fold, which man, I really want that phone to work. I, I'm very intrigued by that. Um, but they announced the Gal- but continue. <laughs> All right, whatever. But the um, the uh, they announced the Note the Note 20, the S Note 20, whatever that the Note 20. That's what they called it. Um, that's coming out, and they also said like if you get it, you're going to get Game Pass for an amount of time like they're partnering with microsoft to give game pass and the guy made the point of the podcast like this this deal could potentially go further because samsung also makes a lot of smart tvs why not have a game pass app on a samsung tv where they literally just removed the the need to have an xbox you literally just need the tv and a controller and you can play all the xbox games you want it's awesome it's really yeah. cool. Like Microsoft cool. doesn't really care about the hardware. They care about the service. Absolutely. They get 15 bucks a month from everybody who gives a shit. Yeah. And, but that's and always they, been Microsoft's model. Awesome. Yeah. But it works because if they could still deliver those games, why not? It, it almost makes like it, it is a really interesting console generation because 
everybody's trying to do different things. You have you have Nintendo doing whatever the hell Nintendo decides to do. Yeah. Um, like their biggest announcement this year now has been that they're porting a Wii U game in the form of <laughs> Pikmin 3. That's that's the biggest thing they have coming this year now, which is upsetting. But then you have so you got that coming. Then on the mic and then you got Sony, which is doing things the old fashioned way, which look at our new box, look at the shiny graphics, look at these games. Nothing in the past is going to work with this for the new stuff. So you need all new stuff for this thing. And you're going to buy this. You're going to buy the new games made for this. And that's it. It's the same thing we've done the last four times. And we're going to do it again. Or I said the last three times because, you know, the first time doesn't count. So Microsoft, on the other hand, is in a completely different world, which is like, play your games whatever the hell you want. Give us $15 a month. You can still buy the games for 60 bucks a pop, but that's stupid if you do it. And you could buy our box. You could not buy our box. You'll still be able to play whatever games you want. You could use your old controllers on this thing. You could use your old controllers on PC, on your phone, whatever you want to do. Our biggest game is Halo Infinite. You can literally play that thing on anything except an Apple product. And that's their fault. If we can have it our way, we'd, we'd have it there but we can't Yep, go for it. And I think uh, everybody's going to win at the end of this. Everybody's going to get what they want. It's uh, it's pretty cool. The only people who don't get what they want is uh, people who want to play as Spider-Man on any platform, but PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. Cool. yeah. It's exciting times. Exciting times. I love it. I love it. This is the kind of stuff I love. I love new generation stuff. I love the new tech and there's so much cool stuff happening when it comes to streaming, when it comes to the new hardware, we don't even know when the hardware is coming out or what the price is. It's nuts. It's so weird. Yeah. And there's still a pandemic in the world. Yeah. What exactly. a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. Ooh. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's it. I got nothing else to say. Cause that's all I got to, that's it. I learned that, uh, I learned that Denise Richards is, uh, is a housewife on one of these housewife shows. Learned that really. Yeah. Who's older her Paul Giamatti. Oh shit! That's who I wanted to ask about. Let's Denise see. Richards. She's got to be older than Paul Giamatti. I haven't like looked that. it up yet, so let me let me think. Uh, I think she is. God, when did Wild Things come out? That's my two thousands. Um, yeah. So, I mean, again, she could be. I think younger. she's younger. She I think she's mid, younger. I think she's younger. Mid forties, mid to late forties. She might be forty eight, forty nine. I was right. She's younger. She's forty nine. You nailed it. 49. There you go. Yeah, she. I don't, yeah. I don't think she's a good. I don't. I think she's probably. I haven't looked at her, but I'm assuming that she's got a. She's got a bit of wear on her face. She seems like someone to me that would have aged a bit different than everyone else. Let me see if I'm being wrong. No, you're right. Mm, a little you're bit. Right. Yeah, she's, she's right. had some work done. She's. But again, she still looks pretty good. But yeah, like the, she, the yeah. the cheekbones and the lip filler. Like she's had a bit of. Uh, yeah, she's had a bit of work done. Yeah, she uh, she caused some drama on uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and uh, yeah, my sister uh, mom watched that. That was on. I was there uh, playing my Assassin's Creed Odyssey on my phone, and uh, hearing this shit in the background, then listening to Andy Cohen <laughs> wow. talk about it. I said, I don't understand this. I don't understand no, the show. People are mean. <laughs> you type in Denise Richards, you go to images, right? You go to images on Google. Yeah. There's uh-huh. wallpaper. There's Bond. There's uh-huh. now, and then there's old. <laughs> yeah, the kids are mean. Well, well wild things is not even that is like no. The kids don't know anything about that. They know old, and they probably now are going to know her. They probably she's probably got some kid 
who looks these, like her. These, these kids need an education. Watch Wild yeah, Things. <laughs> yeah. Woo. Yep. All right. Anyway, well, I think yeah, that's it. I like how Bond is number two. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Cr- Chris Christmas Jones. Yes. Yes. Do not underestimate my. Oh, real quick. While we're still in the air, I'm going to on this thing right after this, which is how much was I annoying you with all my questions about Thunderball? A lot. <laughs> all right. Cool. Good stuff. All right. Well, on that note, we will be back next week. I don't think we have any cause for a hiatus. Um, next week, no, nope, especially because mean- I'm able to record podcasts on my Monday. So there you go. Perfect. In the meantime, you know, now that I'm at the beach here, one thing that is very popular are those plans that are the plans. Jesus, I'm reading a, it's like I'm reading a teleprompter like Trump in Thailand. Um, those planes that go by with some of those banners, if you have the means, get one of those planes. And have them, you know, drag one of those. He's a broad podcast. Subscribe, share, tell your friends. Fly that thing over a beach. That'll be a good way to tell people about this thing. You would tell them to go to he'sabroad.com. You just put that, just put he'sabroad.com. That'd probably be the best way to do it. Very concise messaging. Maybe QR code. I don't know if the resolution would be as good to work on that. Just just put the URL. He'sabroad.com, iTunes, podcast services, all those things. Tell your friends. And uh, yeah, this podcast is over.